the What to Read Next podcast helps you build a TBR of future favorite books. In each episode, Lori and Maine interviews authors and book influencers to recommend books they loved for you to pick up today. If you're an avid reader or always looking for your next free read, then the show's for Hi, Erica. Welcome to What to Read Next podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So happy to have you here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am a writer. Fake is my sophomore novel. Um, I'm a trained attorney and I began writing my first novel almost five years ago at this point, which is hard to believe. And it was set in the legal world. And I fell so in love with the process of writing that I stopped practicing, although I still work in a law firm. And Fake, which um, we're going to talk about today, is my second book. It comes out next week. And I hope to spend many more interviews in front of you and write prolifically because I'm totally in love with the process. And um, I'm so glad that I found this path in my life as sort of a, a second career. I consider myself super lucky. Yay! I love this. And I love that this is what you're meant to be doing because you can write an <laughs> engaging novels. I should apologize to anyone listening for the crackling in the background. My dog has found the water bottle. So apologies <laughs> in advance. <laughs> it is okay. So let's try to, so what was like, what do you love about the writing process? So what, when is for you to fall in love with it? Like what are some of your favorite parts of it? You know, um, I think I can start with my least favorite part, which is outlining. Um, And it's not that I don't see the utility in outlining. It's that I so rarely stick to it that it seems like um, almost a waste of time, although I know it's not. So I force myself to do it. Um, And tied into that is my favorite part of writing, which is when I get to page um, sort of 70-ish in my first draft, knowing full well that half those pages won't make it into the final draft, um, I start to really view the characters as their own people. And they start to leap off the page to me and their actions become their own and their internal monologue and their external monologue becomes their own. And they become these individuals rather than these parts of myself that I'm trying to filter through a character. And I am so in love with that part of the writing process um, that I wish I could create it right off the bat, but it does take me about 70 pages to write my way into the characters and understand who they are and what motivates them. And then the fun begins because I just push them as far as I possibly can. I, um, I put them in crazy situations and tough predicaments and see where they end up because they are their own people and it's all new to me at that point. I love this. Yeah, I love like the fact like uncover the characters. Like you probably have to get to know them a little bit better, and so that's why it takes like, it takes seventy pages or so. You like, can take like a full draft. It's like okay, and then be like, oh my gosh, there's this new idea of this character I didn't realize, and then going back to you know make sense of it all. So I think it's a yes. discovery, you know. So all right, so let's chat about fake. So tell us the elevator pitch. So fake is. Um an exploration of one perfectly legal art copier's foray into the art world. Um, It takes our protagonist, Emma Kahn, from her job as an art copier, uh, which is done for insurance purposes or safety purposes for real art, um, through her commissioning 
to copy art for an individual where she becomes unwittingly involved in an art forgery scheme. And we traverse the entire world. We go to art fairs in Hong Kong and we start in New York and it is sexy and fun and high octane. And it explores a whole world of art forgery and um, intrigue that is not often known to the layperson, including myself before I researched this book. So what inspired you this idea? Like, what led you to believe? Um, okay, what led you to believe to to start diving into this art world? Was it something that you read, or like something you just like sparked the idea? I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to dive into it because we get to see the art world from influencers, gallery stars to Hong Kong like art fairs to for private investors, like the whole world, you know. So, right. So. I wanted to write a book that explored how social media was used and misused in our everyday lives. I thought it was a great topic, but I also thought it was a bit too on the nose and in your face. And I thought art and art forgery was this really beautiful parallel to the falsehoods that we portray ourselves as in our lives. Um, when when that ends up in in a painting or or any other artistic expression, um, I think probably the real spark for my creativity came from this news article that was written about a a con artist. Um, they just turned it into a series. I'm told it's called Inventing Anna. I believe. Have you heard of this? Yes. So, so this blew up about, I want to say six years ago in New York, there was a fake heiress Mm -hmm. who had not a penny to her name, but um, portrayed herself as a billionaire. And uh, my legal background allowed me to know she was check kiting, which is you write a check and you, you sort of take, you borrow against it. And before the banks under can fully communicate with one another, you're starting to draw down actual funds. and. I just thought it was so insane to read this article and to see what she got away with in a sophisticated city like Manhattan with these sophisticated investors. And I just started to think how easy it is nowadays, especially with social media, to portray a falsehood that everyone feels is legitimate because uh, it's seen by the entire world. Mm-hmm. And and that is how fake was born. I started to play with the characters. I started to want to set it in the art world. And I needed a lot of influencers and um, Instagram personalities and fake was born. I love this. Yeah, I love the role of Instagram, the whole the whole role of the main protagonist, like basically gaining influence, like the whole how fake it was, you know, the whole process, you know, and yet like how she was driven by that whole need, the addictive need of like, you know, having followers, having, having engagement, having set up different experiences. And like, it's all for the followers. It's all for the, for the smokes and mirrors, you know, like her life was correct, but it was smokes and mirrors, you know? Yes. And I struggle with it. And, um, I love that you say it that way because it is just smoke and mirrors, but, um, you know, no spoilers, those smoke and mirrors become an integral part of her being able to build an actual brand. And so I don't really know what I think about any of this. I just know that I love to talk about 
whether fake it till you make it is an okay thing when you're convincing people you're someone you're not. And and I love the gray gritty area of life. And I don't know when portraying something you don't have becomes the lie. Mm -hmm. And also in researching this book, I learned a ton of crazy tricks that Instagram influencers do um, to to portray a lifestyle that they don't actually. Yes. I mean, I, you, you can just talk to any sort of influencer and, and they have 20 tricks up their sleeves that they either opt to or don't use, but, um, it's wild. It is so easy to say you're somewhere you're not and be, you know, and, and be someone you're not. Yeah. It's like, it's so fascinating. I think you took an influencer, like an influencer story and niche it down to the art world, but it can be replicated within the healthy living world. It can be with the lifestyle blog, with the DIY, like it can be influenced, like the whole, you can take that influencer story and take it somewhere else. And it's pretty much the same, the same story. It's just like a different world say, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. It's the same brand building skill set. Yeah. Um, and it, it doesn't quite matter which side of right you're on. I mean, you can build any brand that, that peddles anything, mm-hmm. be it snake oil or legitimate vitamins, you know? Right. So, so that's sort of, I'm, I'm exploring people who do both and the in-between. Yeah. So it was really good. And so what was your research for the art world? Like, did you interview people? Did you research, like watch documentaries? Like, cause there was, it's very thorough about like the art world itself. Like there's, there's more, there's things that I didn't, I lived in New York and I didn't realize like all these different things about the art world. Like it was like a whole world that I did not exist in, you know? Well, thank you for saying that. I did take um, quite a bit of time researching this book because I didn't know enough to begin writing um, right off the bat. And I intended to visit much of this world in person. I had flight books to Art Basel, Miami, which is discussed in the book. And I wanted to go to all these galleries. Um, I did have sort of an art world Sherpa and my very good friend who at the time was a consultant at Christie's and now she's gone off on her own. And so that was just this really beautiful phone call I had that was always available that I feel so fortunate. It would have been a lot harder to research this book. Um, And right when I actually started to pick up my research, um, COVID hit. And so I was not, well, first of all, many of these things were canceled or closed, but even when they weren't, I wasn't sort of in the mode where I was flying around the world um, for the sake of research and so just for safety reasons. Mm -hmm. And so I found myself consuming mass amounts of literature as well as documentary films on the topic. So I think probably the film I watched that I, I rewatched and took notes on and really found to be so on point for the book was a documentary on, I want to say it was HBO called Made You Look about the Nodler Gallery in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, it was about a bunch of forged pieces that got so, uh, sold there. And it's sort of what did the people know and what didn't they know? And it, it was very well done. Um, Interestingly enough, the Nodler Gallery was owned by Army Hammer Sr., so Armin Hammer, which is Army Hammer's dad, and they were, like, in the news at the same time at one point, and I just thought this family is going through, like, the craziest time in their life. Um, I know, and um, I read tons of books, Provenance, which is sort of gave me the the nitty-gritty background on how people legitimize art, Mm -hmm. and 
um, yeah. And I just read and watched anything I could get my hands on and called my friend a lot. And, um, for dramatic reasons, I think I left some stuff out or maybe fudged some stuff, but I think it's pretty true to form. Um, certainly the Freeports and the art fairs and all of that happen and exist and it's wild. It is a wild world. Um, so what are you working next? Um, so I'm just about on page 70 of my newest book, which means I'm just starting to have fun with the characters and they're really coming to life for me, as I said earlier. Um, this book is set in an ER and it follows two doctors, two female doctors who are best friends through their night shift. Mm -hmm. And um, one of them who struggles with depression takes her own life the next morning. And the other one is left to wonder whether that is what actually happened or whether through the patients she met that night in the ER, um, she uncovered some dark underbelly of the hospital world that led to her demise. And so it is about um, painkillers and the black market for painkillers and all of that thriller, good stuff. And I think it's going to be wonderful. I'm fascinated by that. <laughs> like you have me at painkillers and stuff. I work in fraud, waste, and abuse um, at a oh, wow. company. So we investigate a lot of opioids, a lot of um, painkiller, pain, pain, pill mills, and all those different things. So yes, you have me at like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> give me that back. <laughs> you know? I think it's good fun. I think, it, I think it's the right blend of ER meets, um, like devil wears Prada-esque, you yeah. know, like she's still working her way up in the ER. It's a lot about her and her personal relationship, but also this scandal that is happening and this tragedy that befalls her. Yeah. And my sister is a ER physician assistant. And so she is my insight into this world. So researching this book could not be any more enjoyable. I get to sit on the phone with my sister and ask her all these insane questions, you know, in the middle of the day, I'm like, what painkiller do you give for a, a broken leg after a car crash and she just answers me and doesn't ask any questions but I don't know how anyone who didn't have either a medical background or someone like that they could call would ever write something like this I love this I love that you have like people on hand you're like you know talking to your network <laughs> so you're but that's also how I get interested right I yeah. hear my friends and and families speak about their worlds and that's what inspires me. And so I don't, right. It's definitely not a coincidence that I'm writing about these people I have on speed dial, but, um, or, or the worlds that they're in, but it is such a benefit. It is. I love this. Um, so now let's show some book recommendations. Do you have any books you recommend our listeners to pick up? Yes. So I just finished, um, Cat St. John's new novel, which is not out yet, but I would encourage everyone to pre-order it. It's called The Vicious Circle, and it is very good. Um, she, I mean, she rocked it. She wrote The Siren. Um, she's a really prolific writer, and she's wonderful, and, and she crushed this. I just started Black Cake, um, which is getting fabulous reviews, and it is um, her, like Wilkerson's debut novel, and I think that it is living up to all the hype. And I so rarely say that. I think it's really, really beautifully written. 
and well-crafted. And I think she's got a long career ahead of her. So I would encourage everyone to pick up Black Cake. I love this. I love these recommendations. Yeah. I love Cats and John's. The Lionstown was like a favorite of mine. Um, yes. Oh um, so my God. Yes. <laughs> so good. I, yeah. I actually love the Lionstown as well. And so I think the Siren was her most recent. I didn't read them in order, but yeah, yeah. she's great. She's great. So I love this. Uh, so tell us where you can find you online. So on Instagram, I'm at Erica Katz and, um, in the link in my bio, it has all the information. I have a website, ericacatsbooks.com. To any anyone writing or reading, feel free to reach out. Um, I, as I said earlier, was not a lawyer, was not a writer by trade. I was a lawyer and I had a bunch of really smart, kind people who took time out of their busy schedule to read my debut novel. And I promised they'd always pay it forward. So to the extent people have questions about publishing or any ideas, um, please feel free to reach out. I'm very responsive on Instagram. Um, and I will get to your emails. I promise. Thank you, Erica, for being on the show. <laughs> Such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And thank you for reading. If you enjoyed this podcast, feel free to share with friends, subscribe, rate, and review the show. This is the easiest way to support the podcast. Today's episode's partner is Libra FM. If you're an audiobook listener, then you should add Libra.fm as your go-to source for paid audiobooks. Libra.fm makes it possible for you to buy audiobooks to your local bookstore. Memberships start at $14.95, and they also have great sales for women's audiobooks each month for $3.99, thanks to the Kiss Club. To sign up for Libra.fm, please visit whattoreadnextblog.com slash Libra.fm. You will receive a free audiobook when you sign up for a monthly subscription. If you purchase a subscription through our link, you will be supporting the podcast at no cost to you. The Watch Your Next podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Please visit frolic.media slash podcast to discover new shows to tune in. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.